RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Live Bold and Vasa. Today we chat with Debbie Gisoni and we chat with her about stress management. She is a C-suite executive and advisor and an entrepreneur of health and wellness. She kind of had like parallel careers in both of these areas um, and in many different industries, helping out corporate and nonprofit with this stress management piece. She's certified holistic life coach and hypnotherapist, which is super amazing. You don't really hear um, a lot lot of people that do that. Right, which is so intriguing. Right. And it was just really good to hear about her tips and tricks on stress management, grief, turning that into energy and positive and positivity that's a great podcast right especially after i just heard justin bieber canceled his tour because of mental Mental health oh my gosh debbie thank you so much for being here we're so excited to have you on live bold and boss up now it's Me like too. the tables have turned. We were on your podcast. Now you're on ours. I, love I know this. you're on self power now. And now we're living bold and bossing up, which I love. <laughs> right. I love it. Self power now and live bold and boss up. I mean, they're kind of hand yeah. in hand, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. Empowering others to, to do better and be better. That's what we're all about. Yes. Yes. So Debbie, you are a self empowerment coach and an author and like tell us tell us more because there's there's a lot and um, I want to dive right into it and um, like what what do you do on a daily basis what do you help people with gosh I wish that could be an easy like streamlined question <laughs> that I can answer I come from the corporate market and from tech and in, in pub- publishing arena and then I kind of moved into the health and wellness space after a series of personal tragedies that kind of made me reevaluate my life and say what am I doing here am I doing good for myself am I doing good for others and started writing books on self-empowerment overcoming challenges in life such as you know overcoming death and dying which was one of my challenges Challenges, um, not my own, but others in my family, and also overcoming stress and bringing happiness, more happiness and more health into your life. And then that kind of led to other things like getting certified in hypnotherapy and meditation and life coaching and health coaching and learning more about nutrition nutrition and health. And then just more recently launching a series of uh, self-empowerment courses called Self-Power Now in four different areas that are completely digital. uh, So people could just take them uh, when they want. And also launching my podcast that you guys were on, you girls were on uh, Self-Power Now. So that's where I'm at. So your to answer your question, what do I do every day? It's probably a little bit of everything. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I do voiceover work and sometimes I do writing and sometimes I still do business consulting. So I am one of my friends says you're truly a renaissance woman because you you do everything. And then sometimes because I get down on myself sometimes and I say, my God, I'm not focusing on one thing. You know, I need to just like be like perfect in one thing. But it just doesn't happen that way. I like to kind of dabble in a lot of things. Yeah. Why limit yourself to one thing, right? right. Yeah. I yeah. love that. It's more fun this way. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned yeah. 
you mentioned grief and helping mm-hmm. yourself, you know, kind of get over that. And when we talked earlier, you said something that I really stuck with me and I wanted to ask you this question and mm-hmm. it's kind of going off topic. Um, from from what I was originally wanting to ask you first. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but you said, you know, finding strength in grief or the grieving process. Hmm. And I wanted to like ask you about that and how people can find strength through that because I think a lot of people are grieving in a lot of different ways. And I feel like everyone is um, outwardly experiencing that that mm-hmm, sort of feeling mm-hmm. and emotion more so now after 2020, like I feel like more people are yeah, kind of, yeah. um, or at least expressing that. So, how, I mean, how can they really ha- form strength from that? Well, I think in any challenge in life, you know, like the song says, where it doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? You, you kind of have to go into a survival mode and you have to try to figure out how to get to the other side, how to see the light at the other end of the tunnel, because there's always light and you have to believe that there is. And challenges are put into our life, whether they're, you know, grief, as you were talking about, which I think is probably one of the most stressful things to get over in life is losing the loss of loved one or even the loss of a pet. If you're a pet owner, like I am, it's like, it's the most devastating thing to lose a being that you were used to having in your life. Uh, but stress comes in a lot of different forms, you know, and so does grieving. Grief can come from losing a job, right? You, you gals uh, deal with people with jobs coming and going all the time. And the thing about uh, getting stronger is, you have to be willing to learn the lessons. You know, what did I learn from this experience that is going to make me stronger? Because if you just focus on what the negativity of that experience is, you're never going to get around it. You're just going to be circling in your head how horrible this is and how terrible my life is. But if you look at it a different way, a different perspective and say, what can I learn from this? How can I move forward? What do I need to do to strengthen my own constitution, whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever that is, and get to the other side. So there has to be a real willingness on the part of whoever's going through that stress, right? To figure out what does this mean for me in my life? And everybody's life is unique and everything. It's not a one size fits all thing. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend for someone who has gone through something tragic or stress or grief that they that they get help somewhere? Can they deal with it themselves or both? Or is there an mm. an, is there a right answer to that's that? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question because I was grappling with, my, with that myself uh, when I had a lot of grief going on in my life. I just want to back up and tell you what that was. I, I lost four family, in, four family members in four years, uh, my, both my parents and aunt that I lived with. But the biggest... Um, biggest hit for me was my younger sister. She was 23 at the time and she committed suicide. So for me, who was pretty, like I've always been a pretty grounded person and I was about 27, 28 at the time. And I was always thought I was pretty grounded. I could manage everything. I really couldn't manage that on my own. And recognizing when you do need help outside of yourself is really a big part. Now, maybe somebody else could have gone through it on their own. Um, I, I think my my sister didn't seek help, but I felt like I'm going to be stuck in this mud for a long time 
if I don't get out, if I don't have someone helping me, pulling me out of it. So I actually did go see a specific therapist for grief counseling for probably about three months or so and went through a lot of scenarios with her where I could get to the other side of forgiveness for myself, for my sister, and feel like I could move my life forward because I was pretty stuck from that. So in answer to your question, yes, it does help. Not everybody needs it. It all depends on the person. Yeah. And you have to find the right person for you. I, I sought out a woman because I'm more comfortable talking with women. And I also sought out someone that was specific for grief counseling and exactly what I wanted. So I was very, very efficient about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you, um, obviously mental health is a, a big topic right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important and people are realizing that. What are some like warning signs if people are going through something that they may sh or they should seek out mental health or go talk to somebody or see a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this whole mental health area, there's a huge spectrum, right? There's, you know, I'm just upset because my dog is sick or, you know, I had a bad day versus I can't get up out of bed in the morning. So, you know, if you're at that end of that spectrum, you know, you do need professional help. You may even need, you know, medication. You may need to see a psychiatrist versus a psychologist. Um, you have to really kind of manage that that expectation and figure out what it is that you need. If you're like most people, especially, you know, coming off the pandemic that still keeps, you know, rearing its ugly head, um, you might just need some good coping skills, right? That will help you be happier, be healthier, feel more loved and uh, be able to be more what I call Zen in the moment and be able to uh, tackle things as they come. And it all comes down to looking at those four areas, you know, the mental area, the physical area, the spiritual area. And I don't mean religious. I mean, like being able to Zen out and chill out and the emotional area and see how balanced am I in those areas? Am I taking good care of myself? Because it may be just one or two things, you know, little tweaks, simple changes that you can do to make your life better. Um, whereas somebody else may need, for instance, a course, you know, I was talking earlier about, I have some online courses, there are all kinds of things. And some other person may need to just learn how to be silent, right? And learn maybe a five-minute meditation a day. But it's so individualized. And that's why the great thing is, is there's so much out there now and mental illness and, and mental health and awareness is so high that there's tons of choices, right? There's You just have to figure out what works for you. Just like exercise, the same exercise or the same diet does not work for everybody. One person loves vegan and their body loves it. And another person has to do keto or their, you know, or moderation or Mediterranean. It just depends on the person. So yeah. true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a great thing in a way that now there's so many choices to help you. Yes. Right. Yes. And you can be open about it. Right. Right. Which is the yeah. best part. What yeah. are, what are companies doing these days to help with mental health? I feel like it's now becoming a part of a lot of companies programs mm -hmm. that they offer or benefits what are what have you seen companies helping individuals with in that area
Yeah. Well, I'm going to date myself and say that like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, in 15 years ago, maybe when I was in corporate, this kind of stuff was never talked about. I mean, and when I was going through my stuff, um, I didn't bring it into work. I, I just like, I kept it in this like little separate compartment in the back of my head until I got home or until I interacted with my family. I did not bring it to work. And then after I left that corporate arena and started writing books about my experience and stuff like that, oh, I hear you, puppy. Uh, <laughs> how cute. Um, then I then I realized that corporations really, you know, eventually will get to this pop this spot where they are acknowledging that an employee that is happier and healthier is going to also be. Guess what? more productive, more inventive, more creative, um, uh, longevity, all that stuff that they were trying to get through all the, what I consider more hard skills. Now they're recognizing, oh, guess what? Soft skills really do help us be a better company and have more long-term success with our employees. So companies are now, and I can't say all of them, but it's definitely more talked about. They have this kind of like, you know, wellness bucket, right? And a lot of them, especially the larger companies will offer um, different, you know, it, it's like a cornucopia of, of products. You know, you could either see a wellness professional or you can take courses or they have fitness challenges or things. It used to be that wellness was just buckled, buckled, bucketed into one area of fitness, right? It's like, okay, right. it's just about exercise. And now it's like, no, physical, your physical exercise is one little sliver of the whole package, right? Totally. And companies are starting to do that. And that's why for my courses, I did a course on the physical, I did a course on mental, a course on emotional and course on spiritual, because it does take all of those anchor points to have a complete good, like, attitude and mental wellness and, and wellness in general, health and wellness. Mm -hmm. If you are a business owner or a manager, what types of things could you do to make your employees happier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I did in corporate, I did run, um, I had PL responsibility for business units. So I, I did mentor and teach a lot of people. And I feel like even back then, when wellness wasn't really being talked about, I had, I, I created a culture of wellness. And that is that I, I, I kept my door open, first of all, and managers should do this in terms of letting people talk about their personal life. Okay. It's okay because the personal and the business now, there is no like life work, you know, cut off thing. It's just like, it's all together. Right. So it's okay to learn about people's lives, what they're going through some of the, some of the emotional upsets that they're going through in their personal life and to keep that door open and also allow people to talk about that freely and openly. Right. I mean, even in the LGBTQ community, you know, they're going through a lot of stresses too. And, and they have not been able to talk about those kinds of things, which also puts stress and mental mental health and, and all of that. And just be open, you know, just project an image that not only is the company open, but your manager is open. And also allow people to be who they are. You know, a lot of managers, you know, want sort of that cookie cutter, you know, robotic um, employee to do, to be like them, 
first of all. You know, if you're not like me, then you know you don't fit in the team. Let let the diversity come in. Let the uh, and that that expands more creativity. Let people be as creative as they want, and give them a long leash or cut the leash. I don't. I never liked putting people on a tight leash. I like letting them go. And you know what? You have to start with trusting people. And boy, COVID, right? With people working at home, there was a lot of trust that had to happen from right. companies who typically did not allow that kind of thing because they didn't believe people were actually going to work. Well, guess what? They did. People, not only did they work, many times they were much more productive. I know my husband who worked at home and still is from COVID and he's on the tech side. They, they, they met all their deadlines. They still communicated. They, you know, checked in and checked out. So people knew where they were. Nobody slacked off. And yet, guess what? They were all a lot happier because they didn't have commute time. They didn't have to um, get dressed. You know, they didn't, they could take their kids to school if they needed to. They could take that 10 minute break. If they had to change the laundry, they can do that. So what? I always said when I was working in corporate and I always had teams of salespeople working for me and marketing people. And I said, look, if you had to get your hair cut in the middle of the day or colored, I don't really care as long as your work gets done. So if you give people a little leeway and and not treat them like robots, I think you're going to get a lot back. Now, yes, there's going to be some people that take advantage, but give them the benefit of the doubt first. Right. And then if they take advantage, say, okay, this isn't working or whatever, or or maybe that's not the right fit for you, that particular employee. But treat people like people, mm-hmm. right? I do think that is one good thing about COVID. I'm sure it did a lot to people's mental health, like not positive, but I do feel like as far as a work environment, um, it did get better in that sense with companies being flexible and being more understanding Mm -hmm. and thinking outside the box. Um, A lot of them changed for good. Like, you know, like you said, your husband still works from home. Yeah. So I think that was, and I love it. I love it because I've always worked from home since I left left corporate with all my projects and it's kind of nice, you know, eating lunch together and, you know, and sharing some of the responsibilities with the dogs and things like that. It's, it's really nice. Nice. It's really nice. And I think we're both happier because of it. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the whole yeah. work-life separation, there is, like you said, there is no separation. It's really more of an integration. And yes, you know, I love, I love how you're so forward thinking and, you know, taking away that box in corporate, because let me tell you, when I was in corporate too, I, did not flourish on the creativity side because you were shoved in this box and then you were yeah. told to perform and it's like nobody can do that. You you can't grow a flower in the dark, you know? Yes, you that's really a great analogy. Yeah. And for me, you know, and, and I'm talking about, you know, I went through these tragedies way back when. And for me, I I I was at a very high level position at that time where I felt like I I couldn't integrate it. And that was one of the reasons why I had to just get off that treadmill and just start something completely new because I knew that environment was not going to meet my my criteria anymore and that I had changed from those experiences and I wanted to be doing something else. And I, and I think, you know, I remember the first, you know, year or two after I left corporate, I started like learning about all kinds of fun, creative things, things that I never 
did before because I never had the time and I was never encouraged. Like I took a little painting class and belly dancing and, you know, yoga and, and, uh, you know, all this stuff that was like, wow, it unleashes your whole soul, your creativity. And, and we are creative beings. People want to be creative. And if we're stuck in positions, we're not, we're not allowed to be creative, even if that's, you know, choosing the color. I mean, depends on the job, right? Even if you're a janitor or whatever, you know, let them choose their own tools and and the way they work and, you know, listen to music or what, whatever turns them on, let them be creative about their own job. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it creates a better employee experience. Just overall, you're going to keep your employees around longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the idea of a career coach or consultant for businesses, um, helping them, like you just said, like these are things you should do if you want happier employees and want longer retention and want just a more productive, creative workplace. These are, these are some things that you can do in your workplace to make happier employees. Like have a someone come in and do belly dancing or painting or whatever, even if it has nothing to do with anything. Like. It's yeah, and it shouldn't the box. because right. you need to operate your both sides of your brain. It should be totally different. Like my husband's company, they did some cooking Zoom during COVID. They did some Zoom cooking. Oh, like cute. They cooked tacos. They had some expert, you know, <laughs> chef or something come in and, and they all, you know, got the ingredients in the mail. They'd sent them the ingredients and they did cooking things. And, you know, just be creative. It's not, And also recognizing that people have lives outside of work. They have interests outside of work. And why not, you know, expand that and, and have fun, you know, have a wine night or for people that like wines and talk about wines in the vineyards or things like that. I think it's in COVID actually. So when you think about all, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened, but there's also a lot of positive. And that's part of the way to handle stress is to, instead of looking at all the negative is to figure out, oh, but this came out of it and this came out of it and this, and if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you also mentioned Debbie about like emotional awareness and uh -huh. how being aware of your emotions can actually improve time management and productivity. Can you share a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, your emotions about yourself are extremely important and your emotions about other people are extremely important. Um, and this is where um, kind of that can-do attitude. First of all, let's go to the self, you know, the relationship you have with yourself and your emotions towards yourself. It's really good to take a um, sort of an inventory and ask yourself, you know, how do I feel about myself? Do I feel like I could accomplish this? Do I feel like I'm worthy of this position? Do I feel like I'm worthy of this money? Uh, should Could I ask for more money? Sometimes, you know, you're, you're not productive because you feel like you're not being... Um, you know, recognized whether that's verbally or financially or whatnot. So you have to look at what is your emotion towards yourself, you know, and, and how can that, and how, how does that affect the outcome? Cause it's always going to affect the outcome, right? It's always going to affect your productivity, how you feel about the world. And then what are your emotions towards the people around you? Whether that's your immediate supervisor, your, um, your colleagues, um, how do you feel? Do you feel like you're part of a team? Do you feel like you're being supported? Do you feel like you're being listened to? And if if the answer to those questions is no, 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 then do you feel good enough about yourself to bring those topics up? 
Do you feel worthy enough about yourself to ask for more money or to or ask for help, which is a huge thing. Lots of times we're drowning in stuff because we are afraid to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Right. I agree a hundred percent. Is what you were just talking about the same as emotional intelligence? Like EQ? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that that's like this new corporate term that's being, you know, that bandied around. And, and I kind of, equate it. And maybe some people might not with happiness, right? It's, it's about happiness. And I think that's more of a mental area because happiness comes from, um, you know, it's about, well, I always say to people, look at what you're thinking about all day long, because that's going to create whether you're happy or not. Are you thinking about the past, the should have, could haves, would haves? Are you thinking or worrying about the future? What's going on in that little brain, you know, all all day long? And when you start thinking about emotional intelligence, it comes down to the mental, the mental thinking and the mental attitude. And could you change? I mean, we have thousands of thoughts every day, right? Could you change some of those thoughts into more positive ones or bring it down to the to the present moment. Stop thinking about the past, stop thinking about the future and bring it down to the present moment. And could you have some gratitude in that present moment for your life or for what you're doing or for, I don't know, look outside the sun that's shining and divert your attention into something more positive. So emotional intelligence is, is for me, it, it, it speaks back to happiness, right? Are you happy? Which is, you know, that's what everybody wants in life. They want to be happy. They want to be healthy. They want to feel loved, right? And they want to be kind of zen, peaceful, so right. that they could navigate through the ups and downs more easily. Because let's face it, you're going to have ups and downs. No, even if they're extreme, like you know, losing someone in your life or just something small on a daily basis. And if you can't handle the big things, you're not going to handle the small things either. Right. No, I love that. You know, bringing it back to present. Mm-hmm. Present gratitude. I love yes. that. I'm I'm reading a book, and it, I probably will be reading this for a couple of weeks because when do we get time to sit down and read a book? <laughs> but I started reading Untethered Souls. And oh, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what how it starts yeah. is you know your yeah. your thoughts and the thoughts that are going around in your head and yeah. So that really resonates with me right now. Yeah, is, is that the Michael Singer? You're talking about the Michael? Yes, Singer. with the yeah. horse yeah. on the beach on the cover. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah. I think I just read the most recent one. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a fantastic book because it's about how we sabotage ourselves and how we sabotage ourselves is with our thoughts. And we allow our thoughts to control our life instead of the opposite. And that's, what's really important. And in my course, be happy now, which is all about the mental programming, because we're programmed a certain way to just really bring ourselves down. Um, and it's all about how do you change that programming? How do you change that mental process? And it's really the first step for health and happiness because it all starts in the brain or getting out of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Stop, when I say stop thinking, just stop it, stop it, stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there an activity like whenever you're stressed or you know, worked up at at work or no matter what you're doing and you just need something to divert your mind or just relax. Is there an activity that we can do right here to, um, to help relax or 
calm ourselves down or kind yeah, of switch yeah. switch um, yeah. lanes. Well, I always say the quickest fix is a series of like, you know, breaths, right? And that what that does is, first of all, um, to your point, Ashley, it brings you into the present right away. Um, and because especially if you're focusing on your breathing and it diverts your attention from what's going on. So a good way to do that would be to just, you know, you have to do that pregnant, what they call the pregnant pause, right? Pause because whatever's, oops, whatever's bothering you is still going to be bothering you when you come, it's still going to be there, right? It's a, it doesn't matter if you take a little break, right? So take a break from what's agitating you sit down, be calm, take a nice deep breath in, maybe hold it for a few seconds, then take a nice deep breath out and then hold it on the out breath. So it's kind it's of making like me breathe, four- by the way, right now, as you're it's saying, a, well, this. we can do it. We can do it if you want. It's a four count breath, right? It's a four count breath. So let's just do like three of them, right? So breathe in and then hold it and then breathe out. Hold it. Then breathe in, hold it, hold, one more. I like that. Well, you feel more, I feel more relaxed. I do too. Your whole body, you just let that all go. And it it is a simple thing. I mean, there's tons of things I talk about in my courses, digital courses and the books and all that. But if you can just do one thing and it's just get back to the present moment, present moment, present moment, present moment, because all of the suffering that we create in our life is about things that have happened or things we're afraid will happen. It's usually not about what's happening this very second, unless like you spill a glass and break a glass or, I mean, those are like those short-lived things and you get over that really quickly or your puppy's biting your hand or something like that. And you're trying to teach them um, that, that that's a short-term stress. It'll get, you'll, you know, that too shall pass, but everything too shall pass. And what has passed has passed. You know, you really can't do much about that. And what is coming up, God knows what's coming up, you know, I don't know, you know, certainly don't have a crystal ball and, and why spend for the precious moments we have, you know, on earth worrying about what's going to be coming up where we can only really affect the present moment right now, right here, you know, and that's where, you know, gratitude comes in. And that's another good, like little technique is just stop and just think about what you can be grateful for you know, in your life. And and it could be just little things. I mean, you, you both have children, so that, you know, that gets you in the present right away. Um, but even if it's just the sunshine or a beautiful flower you saw, or just, um, you know, my painting behind me, just looking at that, you know, makes something that makes you happy. Right. I love that. That's I do too. Amazing. No, those are all great um, tips and advice for people going through things, or even if you're not just, reminding yourself because we all go through things and stress and grief. So uh, just remembering those things. And if anyone, you know, wants to do a course or, you know, if they need someone to, to talk to or some activities to do to help them, um, your website is selfpowernow.com. Mm-hmm. And um, Debbie, 
thank you so much for being here with us today. That was so great. And for thank you. the activity at the end, I really do feel like more relaxed. After oh, good. I'm that. glad we did that at the end. I wasn't that sure. Was we were at the end. I love yeah. it. No, that was great. So thank you so much. We look forward to, to talking with you more in the future. And um, if anyone has questions at all, you can email us at liveboldandbossup at gmail.com or reach out to Debbie on her website. And until next time, live bold and boss up. Oh,